This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Your Sharing. What is Your Sharing? Your Sharing is what you should be doing right now. Have you shared this podcast yet? If you haven't, I would encourage you and I would love for you to share this message to someone who needs to hear it. So I'm going to take a couple of seconds. Have you, have, you, have you hit share? I'm trusting. I'm trusting you. Don't let me down now. All right. We have hit share. Thank you. And continue watching the JXW podcast. Appreciate y'all. Welcome back to the JXW podcast. I am your host, Jay Poetics. And today is a beautiful Wednesday morning. But let me just warn you, we're going to get a little honest today. We're going to break a little bit of boundaries today. We're going to step out of our comfort zone today. But before we get into that, I just want to pray in and just let God take over this conversation. So Lord Jesus, I praise you for this day. I praise you for the opportunity that we have just to check up on ourselves and just to see if we're okay and to see how you will have us go throughout our week, Lord God. I praise you and I glorify you for every single person listening right now, that their day will be blessed, that their family, their health, their situation, everything will be blessed, and that they will have an amazing day. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I'm talking about mental health. Now, 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 Joey, 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 I, I, yo, I know. This podcast is about mental health. This podcast is about my spiritual journey and mental health. That's what it is. You've listened to the episodes, all that. If you're first, if it's, if this is your first time, I thank you for being here. I love you. I look. We we gonna chill. We gonna have a nice gully old time in later episodes. But this this episode specifically, we are gonna be talking about some little deep topics. You feel me? But mental health specifically, I want to talk about being real with yourself. I want to talk about identifying your mental struggles and kind of bringing them to the forefront. Like, okay, you're sad, but why are you sad? Okay, you're angry, but why are you angry? Um, even things that are on top side. Okay, you're happy, you're generous, you're um, overjoyed, but why are all these things? What is this stemming from? And just realness. Like, being real with yourself, being authentic with yourself. Like, I believe that the majority of people go through their day wearing a mask. And they wake up thinking that they don't have that mask on. But trust me, it's there. And it's very evident in the church because, you know, I don't know if you notice this. And I don't think this is a very controversial thing to say. But Christians are very judgmental. The church in a whole is a very judgmental place. And I'm not talking about churches specific. I'm not talking about any church specifically. I'm just talking about in from the history, like from the day of dawn, even from the times of Jesus, it's judgment. So it's so natural for people, even church people, even people who's been in the faith for years to put up a mask, to put up a, a sense of identity that's not even what they claim to be when they woke up this morning. You see, being honest with yourself really brings out the authentication that I am me. And I believe it's at the core of our being that if we are ourselves, we're truly free. And that's what I want to talk about. Just being you. Like, just be you. Like, if you're a little weird, okay, the world is all weird. <laughs> we're all a little jacked up in the face. It's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And I'm going to read this poem called Smile. For background, this poem, well, the majority of my poetry was written from the ages of 15 to 17 of my life. And I've gone through a lot of stuff um, 
we're going to hit on some topics that I've been through during the poem. But yeah, I've been through a lot of stuff emotionally wise um, during that time period of my life. But I'm going to read this poem called Smile. Dawn on me now. My heart is torn apart. Please smile or frown. I'm not so happy. Please send me your cloud. Rainbows are beautiful behind bars. I scratched walls, not crying. Just bawled out my eyes. I'm trying not to think of your face. I'm mixed with emotions and DNA. Watching it drip off your unconscious mind. I want to decide to cross that door with you. Not strong enough. Trust me, I've tried. I've married seven letters. She took me on the ride of my life. But I'm not leaving tonight. Please dawn on me now. Give me a second to reflect my pain. Echoes from heavens. A glorious stain on my darkest hour. Hi, how are you? Sorry, can't answer. Honestly, I'm scared to open conversation. I'm problematic and fearful you'll leave. Or maybe I believe you really won't freaking help me. So help me. I'm drowning inside. But I'm good. How are you? That's our mindless seed. We plant grows devoted mean to hide our conscious feeding off an endless cycle of pain. So don't ask me how. How am I? If you're not asking me, how am I? But for now, I'll smile. So how are you? Smile. S smile. And wow. The first half of the poem is me in a reflection stage, reflecting on my life and how my mother passed away. I'm not so happy. Please send me your cloud. Rainbows are beautiful. Behind bars, I scratched walls, not crying, just bawled out my eyes. I'm trying not to think of your face. I'm mixed with emotions in DNA. Behind bars, I scratched walls, not crying. That's the mask. I'm putting up a front. I'm putting up a mask that, mom, I'm not crying. Y your death does not affect me. No, I'm lying to myself. It does. Just bawled out my eyes. I'm telling the truth now. I'm trying not to think of your face because I'm, now I'm just putting up a mask. I don't want to even think of your face. I don't even want to admit the fact that I'm broken. I don't even want to admit the fact that you, your life being taken away from me is like destroying me. I don't want to. I don't even want to think about it. Right? I'm mixed with emotions and DNA, watching it drip off your unconscious mind. I want to decide to cross that door with you. Not strong enough. Trust me, I've tried. I married seven letters. She took me on the ride of my life. My testimony. The very essence of my being, the very reason I'm alive, one is God. If, if Bro, you literally cannot tell me that God is not. You can't tell me that. God is real. You want to know why God is real? Because there's no way on planet Earth that I'm still alive and kicking. There's no way. You know, I am not ashamed. I, I used to be ashamed to say this, but now I'm not ashamed to say it. I attempted suicide four times between the ages of 15 and 17. It was real for me. I, I did that. That was a portion of my life. And I used to be ashamed to say it. I used to hide it. I used to bury my pains. But now it's like, I'm 20 years old. What do I got to hide? I've done it. I put up a mask for so long. For f literally four years. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. No, Joey, you just did the, you just attempted to do the most horrifying thing ever 
And that stretched between the ages of 15 and 17. Right? And it really broke. It destroyed me. But now I can honestly say, hey, I'm free from it. And this wasn't even that long ago. Like, I, th- I think the last time I went through an episode was probably in 20, 2020, 2021. I had a little episode and I was just going through some stuff. And I just like, I picked up the nearest sharpest thing. I didn't do anything with it, thank God. But I thought about it. And I can, I still consider that an episode. I still consider that an attempt. Because even though I didn't do it physically, like I did it before in my past, I still did it mentally. I still already committed it because I thought about it. And life is so much harder when you're not honest with yourself. Life is so much harder when you hide things from people, not just people, but when you hide things from yourself. Like, if you're going through pains, we all been through pains. You can't lie to me and say you've not been through a pain. You, you don't do it. Don't tell me that I'm the, the suicidal one, but your life is perfect. Okay, my fault was that. That was my fault. That was my past. That was my grave. But I know you have something inside that's, I don't know what level of trauma-zizing it is, but it's there. Everyone has pains. Everyone has difficulties. And being honest with ourselves is probably the most freedom way to really put it down and to really say, I'm free. I'm done with you. It's over. And I'm not going back to it. And ever since my last episode, things have been on a high rise. I still struggle with depression. I do. I don't want to keep it, but it still follows me. And I just have to give it to God and be like, God, look, you dealt with me four times between the ages of 15 and 17. I know you can get rid of this little thought process. Like, I'm, look, come on now. You saved me four times. Like, I'm thinking this little thing right now. I need you to get rid of it. And I would literally pray to God and be like, God, I need your help. I need your provision. But now it's like getting into these new spaces and I'm in. And I will keep repeating this on this podcast. I am getting into new spaces. And I'm going to sound like a broken record. But the thing about it is it's life changing for me. The thing about it is it's literally a period in my life that's shifting and moving. And my past I've locked it in a door and I'm literally moving on and saying that doesn't affect me anymore. I'm moving on. This this is not me anymore. This was me. This affected me. This was my past. I I went through this and I'm not even ashamed to this day to say I went through that. But are you? Do you have pains in your past that you are ashamed about? Do you have things that happened in your past tense that you are quiet about and you won't talk about it to anybody because you think that if I expose myself, no one's going to like me? No one's going to like me now because I have insecurities. No one's going to like me now that they know that I did such and such three years ago. No one's going to like me when they find out that I hang out with such and such a person and I go to such and such a facility and I do such and such a thing. No one's going to like me. And it's 
especially present in the church setting, like I said before, because again, Christians are judgmental. It's from the dawn of time, from the days of the Pharisees to the days of the people today. Jesus got judged. You're going to get judged too. Look, if they kill Jesus on the cross, how much more will they kill you today? And that's just the honesty that you have to pull out from situations. People will judge you. People will, people will look at you side-eye. That's embroidered into our country's history. From our IQ level to the shade of our skin, judgmental likeness is everywhere. So if it's rampant and it's everywhere, why are you afraid of it? If you know you're going to face it, and if you know you're going to come across it, why are you still behind it? Why are you still ashamed? You know people are going to judge you. If you're a different shade of skin, people are going to judge you. If you went through a life that is under the social standard, people are going to judge you. People are going to judge you either way. But God has wiped away your sins, and God is saying, my child... You're free. I set you free. Why are you focusing on what Bobby said? Why are you focusing on what Janae said? Why are you focusing on what Ishmael said or what Jasmine said or what everyone else said? Daniel didn't free you. Your boss didn't free you. God freed you. God has given you the willingness and the ability to vocalize yourself and to put yourself up. And to say, no, my insecurities are below my feet. My insecurities are not, they're not taking over me anymore. My voice is higher than the pains that I've experienced in my life. There's a certain freedom about me. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Your Sharing. What is Your Sharing? Your Sharing is what you should be doing right now. Have you shared this podcast yet? If you haven't, I would encourage you and I would love for you to share this message to someone who needs to hear it. So I'm going to take a couple of seconds. Have you, have, you, have you hit share? I'm trusting. I'm trusting you. Don't let me down now. All right. We have hit share. Thank you and continue watching the JXW podcast. Appreciate y'all. Welcome back to the JXW Podcast. I think the main reason why people don't vocalize their story and vocalize who they are is because they are so under the unction of who's looking at me. They're so under the unction of if I say something about myself, who's going to judge me? And honestly, for me personally, I don't care what people think about me. It's really the reason that I still have motivation to do anything in my life. I, I literally don't care about what people think about me. And I feel as though if you're dealing with this, look, it's not worth it. Trust me, it's not worth it. Being compiled with all this pressure of who's going to say this who's going to say that and we're dealing with your story we're th- we're dealing with your personality your your life this is your book this is your story this is things that you're writing as you're living your life why would you let other people determine the next page why would you let other people determine your next your next vision your next go in life and it doesn't make sense to me to really 
apply what other people think about me in my life. And that's really a thing about being real, about being honest about yourself, about taking off that mask, because you are putting on a mask of all the things that you expect other people to want out of you, right? When you put on that, when you wake up in the morning and you put on that mask, you are basically putting a muzzle and that muzzle is is formulated with every single thing that I'm going to be quiet about today because it doesn't align with what other people think about me and what other people want me to be. So you you put on that muzzle, right? And it's really constricting your voice and re- it really constricts your power to speak what you really think, right? And people will come up to me and say, Joey... Literally, I get to that church all the time. Like, Joey, you're so happy. You're so hype. You're so excited and all this stuff. You speak your mind. Look, if you've ever had a conversation with me, I don't care. Like, if you want to go back to back with me and we want to throw shady comments, I'm, look, I'm not holding nothing back. I have a certain amount of boldness about me because you know what? I've realized the fact that I don't care what you'll think about me. When I say what I'm about to say, I don't care. I, I look, I've finished caring about what people wanted to think about me after like a long time ago. Like you like whatever people go and run their mouth. It's fine. But I've really noticed in myself, hey, I'm who I am because God made me who I am. So anyway, going back to the church situation, look, people will come up to me and say, Joe, why are you this way? Why are you that way? Why are you so hype? Why why you always have a smile on your face? You carry all this energy. Look, I why would I let people determine how much energy I bring to the table? You know? I'm energetic and I'm all those things, not because I'm pushing to make people think that I'm all those things. And that's also another topic. And this is not me personally, because for me personally, I'm just being myself. But let's just dig into this other topic. Most people, and if this is you, hey, I, look, I'm take it for what it is. But most people will put on a muzzle, will put on a mask, and that mask will be happiness. That mask will be excitement. That mask will be boldness even. Sometimes in many cases, it's actually boldness. Um, they will put on a muzzle because they don't want people to know that they're not the, that person. They don't want people to know that they're not that happy and excited person. So when they go into a social setting, they put on this mask of I'm excited. I'm I'm this. I'm that. I'm that. And now it's just overly excitement. It's oh, it's fake. <laughs> it's absolute phony. That's not who you are. If you are a very quiet person and if you are a very non-talkative person, be that. You know, don't put on a mask and say, oh, I'm excited, oh, I'm this, I'm that, and you're not those things. You feel me? But for me, I am who I am, and I'm authentic in who I am because I don't let people determine who I am. You know, and you putting on a muzzle, a mask, is really crippling what God has called you to be and the the purposes that God has placed you on this earth to carry out. It's crippling your purpose, y'all. Like, yeah, I know there's 8 billion people on this planet and you might have insecurity. You might think, oh, there's 8 billion people on this planet. There's no way that my voice and my story matters out of all these people. I promise you, it does. 
out of 8 billion people, there's one me. There's one you. There's one that person. And God has put within us purposes and things that not everyone has. Not every one person has. Yeah, there's millions of people on this earth. There's billions of people on this earth. But there's only one you. And there's only one story that is written through your emotions and through your past traumas and through your convection oven of just personality that can really, really bring out these traits and really bring out these purposes and really bring to the world something different, unique even. What is putting on a mask doing for you? Let's talk about actually putting on a physical mask. We just went through what feels like a, an eternity of quietness. We just went through an eternity of putting on a physical mask. And we're actually still going through it. But what did that do for you? What did that do? You know what it did for me? <laughs> it stopped all the, the communication around me. It stopped all that. It, it stopped the physical touch. We couldn't, we couldn't be around people. We couldn't be around friends and families and loved ones. We had to be six feet, 20 feet. We had to be away from people, right? And that's the physical aspect. That's what we physically went through. That's what we heard on the news. That's what That was reality in real life. But then let's apply that to the heart. Y'all, let's apply that to a mental status. What is putting on a muzzle, putting on a mask, doing to your... What is that what is that doing to your heart? Right? You know, during this whole situation, we had to sacrifice things. We had to sacrifice physical touch. We had to sacrifice going to friends' house, going on vacations even. We had to sacrifice our plans to even hop on a plane. It was all over with for a certain period of time. What is putting on a muzzle and putting on a mask on your heart sacrificing in your life? Is it sacrificing your purpose? Is it sacrificing your freedom? Is it even sacrificing the freedom of another person that is only contributed by your story? Because a lot of people need your story to grant themselves freedom and to give themselves a certain stability of saying, oh, that person went through it. I'm going through this, but I honestly will prevail because of this person's story. I'm moving and i'm progressing and i thank god for that person speaking up because if that person didn't speak up then i probably wouldn't have ever done this so putting on a mask putting on a muzzle it really affects you your personality your purpose in life your voice your availability to change lives your availability to be the church and to be a christian and to really reach out to people it muzzles that. It, it, it And also lockdown, y'all. We had to sit through lockdown. What did lockdown do for you? What does that look like for you? You know? What mental poisoning did you gain while sitting down and just not doing anything? While sitting down and watching the world basically decay? You know? Or at least the social functions of the world. Decay. What did I do? What poisoning, mental poisoning that you had to process? Again, let's put that in terms of the heart. 
What mental poisoning are you gaining while neglecting to do the things that you love? To do the things that you find amazing in your heart. Something that really pricks goosebumps and really just detaches you from the rest of your problems of the world and really puts you in a different headspace like oh yeah i'm i'm that person man i did this i did that because if you're holding yourself stasis in an environment of i can't do that or i won't do that because of this person's looking at me and i i just I'm holding myself under something and I don't know what it is, but I want to break it because this is something I love doing. This is something I love. It it, it really affects my soul and it really affects my spirit, but I'm not going to do it because the pressure of the world, I'm not going to do it because I don't even know why I'm not doing it. Right. And it's all about being real with yourself. It's all about identifying the the things in your life that are holding you under. And those things are mostly brought to you by insecurities. What are you insecure about? And if you're insecure about anything, which we all are, bring it to God. And when I say bring it to God, I mean bring it to God. Because a lot of people think that, yeah, I need freedom. And maybe they might not know Christ. Maybe, they, maybe they're not even Christians. Maybe they're just in the world and they really want a change, an effective change in their lives. So it's like, okay, let me go to church. Um, this friend, he invited me to church and I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything in my life. I got all these pains and these insecurities and this trauma in my life. Okay, maybe let me change something. Let me shift something for the better. Let me go to church. Let me go to church. But I feel as though the people who really come to that realization of their life uh, to change their situation, I feel like most of them are f- under pressure because they have a a purpose. They have a, an actual reality about them that they want to change and that they want to find freedom through Jesus Christ. And they don't even know this Jesus Christ, but they, they just... They feel open to know him and they feel open to receive a love that they've never received and to receive a a loving hand and to pull them out their rut that they've never had. But they feel under pressure because it's like, okay, I don't know Jesus. I don't know church. I don't know this. I don't. What is this? What is this worship session? What? I have to really brush up on my theology before I walk into the sanctuary. I have to really get my clothing right before I walk up in the sanctuary. I have to show these people that I know, already know what the game is. I have to show these people that I'm not just a, a, a heathen and that I'm that I'm actually a Christian because I need to fit in and I need to satisfy the status quo of everyone else that's getting to the point of caring about what people think about you and you really shouldn't care what people think about you because that puts you in an awkward position of you want to seek freedom but you also want to be accepted and being accepted is fine but let me just tell you something you receiving freedom is the only acceptance you'll ever deem worth it you (laughs) accepting God as your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the is it. 
no one else's acceptance matters anymore after Jesus. So that's really uh, another statement of don't care what people think about you. Don't be held up on that. But anyway, you walk into this new sanctuary, you walk into this new experience, and it's like, yo, I need to be already a Christian. I need to go through the the <laughs> the Christian for dummies. You know, if you get that reference, shout out to you. But anyway, I need to go through that. No, you don't. Come as you are. If you have pains and dramas and you want to receive freedom, come as you are. God will accept you as you are. God has already accepted you. That's the that's the fact of the matter is. God has already called you by name. God has already formed you in your mother's womb. God has already accepted you into his family. God already has called you son and daughter. But you are kept up and you are thinking about if the church members will call me brother or sister. Don't don't even don't even worry about them. And if they don't accept you, well they're gonna have to take that up with their God. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Your Sharing. What is Your Sharing? Your Sharing is what you should be doing right now. Have you shared this podcast yet? If you haven't, I would encourage you and I would love for you to share this message to someone who needs to hear it. So I'm gonna take a couple of seconds. Have you have you have you hit share? I'm trusting, I'm trusting you. Don't let me down now. Alright, we have hit share. Thank you and continue watching the JXW podcast. Appreciate y'all. I feel as though the world is a very judgmental place. The world is a very judgmental place. Everything we do, everything we love, everything we pursue in our hearts because we want to do those things, there's always going to be that one person who really just says, eh, not for me. And if that's towards your ability to write or towards your ability to dance or to sing or to really do what you love doing or even to be a public speaker and to really get your voice heard, then don't listen to that one person. Listen to God and honestly, listen to your passions. Listen to your motivations. What what brings you happiness? Because we are we all judge people. We all pick apart what we want to pick apart in another person's life. And I do this all the time. So don't think that this is just another person's thing. No, it's me too. I am a judgmental person. I judge people. And I and I should be slow to do that. And I really should change that. Right? And <laughs> let me tell this story. Because since I'm throwing myself under the bus, I might as well throw myself under the earth. So a long time ago, I was at a different church. And even though I was at a different church, I was also at a different position in my life. Um, So we had somebody come to our church, right? And they brought this person alongside them. I think they were a family, right? They brought this person aside them and they had a mental illness they had mental outbreaks of just pure energy and it was it me being the age i was i think i was like probably 13 14 something like that i was terrified at these outbreaks and it would happen randomly it's just like randomly it, it was just and it was so extravagant and so serious that we had to have at least 
five to six people hold this man down and we had to stop the entire service wherever the pastor was at preaching we had to stop and be like let's pray for this man da, 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 hold the man down everything and i was that young kid in the corner like yo i'm about to, i'm about to i'm about to scream it's terrifying this is literally like i'm out of my element like is this guy gonna hurt me am i gonna get pelted and what am i what's gonna happen to me right and younger younger me holding all this fear and holding all this judgmental energy towards this man i'm neglecting the fact to see that this man is coming to church i'm neglecting the fact to see that this man's family is really entering him into a position of his life that he needs freedom and that he needs to be set free through jesus christ so it's not by my words that i should judge him because he's also a human he also has a motivation to come to Jesus and be like, hey, Jesus, I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with mentally in my spirit. And all I just need to find freedom. I just need to find a safe haven where I can commune and where I can find community and where I can be and I can just live. And I can be a part of society without disrupting anybody. Can you give me that freedom? And that really brings me to this point. All because your insecurities are not visibly seen, that doesn't lessen anybody else who their insecurities are visibly seen. See, me as a kid, in that point of me being judgmental and me being scared and me being fearful for my life of what's going to happen, obviously he wasn't going to do anything bad or anything. It was, it was just like a, a, a mental episode that he had. But, you know, as you're a young child, you really magnify everything that happens around you. But anyway, I had to realize now growing up, I had to realize now that I also had insecurities when I was that age. I also had things that people would judge me for if I ever exposed them. And I also had things that I didn't want to tell anybody. So all because his thing was out in the public. That doesn't make me any greater than him. Just because my things are concealed and, and quieted. And under covers and under wraps. See we're both human. We both want to find freedom. We both want to come to Jesus. We're both putting ourselves in a position to come to Jesus. So why do I have any power to judge him when I'm in the same I'm in the same dark hole? I'm in the same rut. I'm in that same path of completion in my spirit, in my soul. Right? And I feel as though when we judge people, we put a mark on people. We put a, a tag on people. We tell people with our words, not directly, but indirectly, that you are such and such a person, that you're a menace to society, that you will never be anything in your life. I know we've always had our our quotes of people saying that we would never be anything in our life. And I once had that person tell me, that I would never be anything in my life if I continued going on the way I was going. And I had I expressed some negative emotion and then somebody who was close to me said that and I and that really affected me. I, honestly, 
um, that really affected me. And, and I said more things that I probably shouldn't have said, but it was a whole situation. But I remember this and I want to bring it up right now because don't let people tell you who you are or who you will become. Right. Don't do that. Because here's the thing. If you let people tell you who you are and you accept that tag and if you accept that position, you're not only taking that mask of what other people told you who you are and putting it on yourself and masking yourself for them, but you're masking yourself permanently. You will now never act out who you are because now you're satisfying the status quo. You're satisfying what other people said about you. Oh, you're never going to be anything in life? Okay, well, I'm, not, I'm just not going to be anything in life. And you live through your life not being anything in your life because, well, this person, if they said that such and such a thing, so I'm just going to do such and such a thing because, you know, they said it. And their words hold precedence in my life, so I might as well follow it. No. Don't let anybody tell you that you are lower than what you are because God has made you what you are and God has positioned you in an area to change your your surroundings and, and to mold it into a real environment for other people can find freedom and where other people can vocalize their story and where other people can say that hey I'm not perfect and I'm these things but I want to be greater than my fears and I want to be greater than my traumas and I want to do stuff that honestly I wouldn't otherwise do if you didn't tell your story. And that's the beautiful part about being yourself and being free and identifying your insecurities and identifying your faults. I identified my fault and I publicly told my fault. My fault was that I was severely depressed when I was 14, 15, 16, 17. And that I almost did the greatest disservice to my life, literally to my life. And me being 20, I have to identify that. And I have to say it for what it is. I almost did this thing. I almost did it. I almost cut off my purpose from this world completely. Right? So be real with yourself. You know, what is your story? And what is your past? What did you go through? Because all those things play a factor in this whole thing. I went through what I went through. I told y'all what I went through. But how am I using what I went through to change my current situation even today? How am I using my trauma in my pains of whatever time ago it was to, ch to change my today and to change my future I'm working on a set of books and these books really encompasses my emotional state and my emotional status when I was the age that I was when I decided to do the things that I did one of the books I'm working on is Heart of Yahweh and this book really and talks about a kid, a child, who is in an African country, Kenya, and he is literally the only person who 
is indifferent about the status quo of worshiping, of just worshiping, right? All his other friends and families, they depend on their ancestors' gods, and they depend on witchcraft, and they depend on all these other things, all these other evil devices that they feel as though finds freedom for them, you know? But Ephraim, this young child, he goes through a traumatic experience, something that erupts breakthrough and just changes his belief in all these other gods and all these other rituals and everything else he goes through something that you wouldn't believe what he go he goes through something massive right and that something really encaptivates curiosity in his mind and he's like i don't think all these rituals and all these gods are what my life should be about. I don't think that any of this finds freedom for me. I don't think I'll find a life in all this. And right, and through that traumatic experience, he finds God in a different way that he's never experienced. Right? And it's through him that he has to vocalize his opinion to to the entire village and try to change the narrative of so many people's lives and bring them freedom and bring them to the realization that God the Father is the only one, is the only true God. And the, really the dynamic of this book is that not only does he has to fight against the people in their theology, in their beliefs, but he has to fight against himself because not only does he has to push the people to believe that, hey, I'm, I, I know I'm a child. I know I'm only this amount of age old, but I found freedom in something that you guys need to hear. Look, I know that things are happening, but look, God is real. Angels are real. Hell is real. Please listen to me. So he has to struggle with that. But then again, he has to struggle with the rejection of all these other peoples and the mental poisoning that this brings to him. Because now he has to think, oh, is this all just in my mind? Am I really am I really just going against my people and betraying my people and betraying the rituals of my ancestors just because I'm going loony head? Am I really tearing myself apart? So he has to go through this mental dissonance that really tears him apart but he also has to give these people the realization that god is real and that all this is real and heaven is real and hell is real and demonic presence are real and you guys are praising these things you guys are putting this up in the name of your ancestors but this is all fake this is all phony i mean it's not fake it's real hell is real demonic presence is real but i'm saying that it's fake and that it will not bring you true freedom right and that is the story of ephraim ephraim is literally telling his story he's literally putting his fears under his feet and saying no i'm gonna say this no matter what people if people believe me or not
That's what Heart of Yahweh is about. The book that I'm working on. That's what it's truly about. It's about getting your story out there. Because if a child could do it, Ephraim, then you can do it. If Ephraim can overcome his fears and to overcome what he's going through in his life, and he, he can challenge the status quo of rituals and witchcraft and demonic presidents and all this other demonic stuff, and if he can vocalize himself and tell his story, then why can't you? And I'm fighting this right now, writing this story. I'm fighting me. I have a story, this story, Heart of Yahweh, to tell. And I have to take the example of my character, my own creation, Ephraim, to tell me, hey, Joey, look, in my story, my my boy Ephraim is over here killing his fears. He's over here putting his insecurities under his feet and he's over here preaching to a village and he has to deal with his own mental traumas and he has to be like, oh, is this real? Am I really doing this? Am I really betraying my people because that God is with me? Yes, God is real and God is with me. So I'm learning from my creations and from my writings. And let me just tell you, let your motivation in life motivate you. Look, I don't know what you're doing creatively, but just trust me, you can do it. You got this. God is with you and God is going to lead you through every step of the way. And he's going to be alongside you and he's going to hold you by your hand and really help you break through all the barriers that you have to. And honestly, that's just what I have for y'all today. Be yourself. Identify your insecurities. Identify your faults. Have a little mental session with yourself and be like, okay, what happened in my life? What happened in my life that I'm currently ignoring that's currently still holding me down? Identify that. Right? Talk about it with some people. Be open about the things that you wouldn't otherwise be open with. And honestly, let God bring you to a point where you can feel comfortable knowing that you are yourself and that you're not under anybody's hand and that you're not giving in to anybody because you are you and God made you who you are. And God made you beautiful. God made you handsome. God made you to be a king and a queen in his glorious kingdom. So in Jesus' name, I pray that people will hear this message and really take from it something that they need to take from it. Lord God, I pray for every single person listening right now that they are strong, that they have the availability to show their strengths and not be under any securities, that they have the ability to break their fears and to break boundaries that are shackling them with chains, Lord God, that you will show yourself clear in their lives and that they will be open to the things of you and to the things that you have put inside of them to really release into the world and and, and that they will be ahead and not the tail, Lord God, because you have placed within them beautiful things, things that will spawn into more beautiful things. There are people that need to hear the 
the creativity and the words of all these people who are listening right now. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. I thank you for what you have done in our family's lives and how you are carrying us and how you are still providing for us, Lord. I praise you and I thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. That has been the JXW podcast. Look, what are you holding back? What are you doing that's really crippling your sense of creativity? That's really muzzling your voice? Because I promise you, it's not worth it. It really ain't. Like, take that mask off. Take that muzzle off. Be who you are. Normalize just being who you are. Look, don't be ashamed to be yourself. Because it's through yourself that really brings out the purpose that God has placed on your life. And if you're always living with a mask and a muzzle, then who are you becoming? You're becoming something that you're, you're really not. And that's not fun. That doesn't bring glory to God. This has been the JXW Podcast. I'm Jay Poetics. You can follow all of my social medias at Jay Poetics World. That is Poetics with an X, world spelled W-R-L-D. And this podcast is every Monday and every Wednesday. So come back to this link or subscribe, turn on the notification bell, all those things that are called things because I love those things. But have a good day. Have a good rest of your week and reflect on what was said in this session. So I love y'all. Be well, believe in God, trust God. He is your provider. Come on, he loves you. And just know that you have a voice and all those other things that I just said. Peace. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Your Sharing. What is Your Sharing? Your Sharing is what you should be doing right now. Have you shared this podcast yet? If you haven't, I would encourage you and I would love for you to share this message to someone who needs to hear it. So I'm going to take a couple of seconds. Have you, have, you, have you hit share? I'm trusting. I'm trusting you. Don't let me down now. All right. We have hit share. Thank you. And continue watching the JXW podcast. Appreciate y'all.